Saplings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from various places in and around Los Angeles, including Treasonable Studios, with your cognitive dissonance on the panel this week. One of our founding members, and always a pleasure to have back with us on the panel, all the way from Pasadena author, performance artist, and resistrix, Erica Schickel. Welcome. How do you do? Hey. Good to see y'all. Great to see you, too. Thank you for being here. Uh, and uh, just one quick fix. It's Altadena, darling. Oh, not my bad. So not sorry. So sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it, it truly is. Uh, it's Actually, Altadena is more like the hood. Yeah, yeah the hood. it is. <laughs> yeah, that's the hood. She's in the hood now. She, she, what, yep. she, she didn't want to be. She's in the hood with the black folks, so she's good. This is like, this is where I came from. This is what I'm comfortable with. Keeping it real mm-hmm. in Altadena. Yep. There we go. Right on. Go on. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And I I do stand corrected. Also with us today, she is a comedian you've seen on Last Comic Standing. She is a mom and a contributor to the Huffington Post. Always stoked to have her back with us live from Burbank. It is Katie Massa Kennedy. Welcome, Katie. That's right. From the Bank of Burr. (laughs) What do you have to say about that, Timon? Uh, yeah, Burbank. Yeah, they, they they definitely watch you over there in Burbank. <laughs> brothers, brothers got it bad over there. Yeah. But they're cool though. I like Burbank. I, you know, I learned a lot about the Burbank police force when I was doing a comedy show in Burbank. Used to run a show at Michael's, which uh, is gone, which is why we don't do the comedy show anymore. But I uh, learned a lot about the basically the the very fraternity uh, family, you know, sort of nepotism involved in the bpd and that's one of the other things that uh, always cracks me up when you're in burbank you see painted on the curbs you know the the red for the no parking zone and everything is bpd which i guess stands for burbank police department but uh years and years ago the the band uh, screeching weasel had a song on their uh, demo tape, and I think it was also on the on the debut album called BPD, that stood for butt plug. What was it butt plug drivel? Talking about daytime TV, but it it just seems so appropriate when discussing the Burbank Police Department as well. So just oh. a, just yeah, just okay. a little uh, fun facts. It, it was it, just a little. Just a little thing. Yeah, just uh, it's it's like pop up video, but all audio. So it takes longer. I do, I do want to add that um, it's a, it's unfortunate that this is audio and not video because it really looks like I'm wearing a wig. And I think your <laughs> listeners should just visualize this whole podcast that like that. Pandemic haircut. Look at that. Yeah. It looks like a wig. It's show your roots day here. Yeah. On, yeah. yeah. Get it. Get yeah. it. Mine is show your scalp. That's cool. <laughs> Hey, uh, you just heard the voice of a man who it is always a pleasure to have with us. He is a comedian, scholar, and the black voice of reason straight out of Van Nuys. It is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Time and Ship. Welcome. Uh, Power to the people. And Dave, look, let's get it on with the bleach and disinfectant and (laughs) wash your hands. Now everybody, you know. And then, well, I guess he wants the black folk. And the black folks have, uh, I talked to a lot of my people, and they said, no, we didn't drink bleach back then, and we ain't drinking bleach now. So, fuck, <laughs> we're not doing it. 
(laughs) The wisdom of the ages. That's, you know, it's a good thing. And, you know, strangely enough, a lot of black support behind Vice President Joe Biden. We'll be talking about that and so much more later on in the show. First off, me, I'm Dr. David Robinson, your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse and hopefully for the current one. We do have a lot to talk about after a brief message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's Community Spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. You're a sick man. Thank you very much. <laughs> I see how you've been keeping yourself busy. Yeah, we actually we recorded that in the uh, in the last week when you were still allowed to uh, leave your house and go to other people. So I want to thank Cat Alvarado and Connor McIntyre for uh, doing the other voice work on that. You know, it's funny. I we've we've been playing that for about a month. I think this is our our fourth uh, quarantine episode that we've been doing via Skype, and. I, I when I was writing it, I pulled the list of, of symptoms from I think it was the CDC website and listening to it, you know, you listen to things over and over and you you as they say bring new ears to them. And thinking about one of the uh, one of the symptoms being new confusion. Bless you. And I I think new confusion is it's probably the the most apt phrase to describe what we've been going through for the last month. It's just been like thirty days of of new confusion. No, being constant new information to be confused about, or being misled by forty uh, five, or well, there are what? so many. I think it's definitely those two factors. I think. You know, the fact that for for most people, the the whole lockdown, you know, safer at home thing is it's confusing and new. You know, it's one one of my favorite things that I saw online this week was, you know, the uh, this the sort of pointillism ink sketches they do for uh, portraits in in the Wall Street Journal. It was it was two facing op eds go back to work from a cat stay at home from a dog and it was just like you know yeah that, that makes sense but I think no everything you know it's just for a lot of people you know people who who are still working from home it, it's the disruption in routine that I think is is causing a lot of confusion with people. But Erica, like you brought up, you know, there there is definitely the factor of of misinformation and and faulty information coming from DC. I think 
typified no better than by this week's press conference in which Americans were advised to, I don't know, you know, drink or inject disinfectants, uh, inhale them, get them in you somehow, however you do that. I've been thinking about the uh, the calls to get more uh, sunlight inside our bodies. Yes. As, as I mean, That's just a precursor to Second Amendment things, rights, isn't it? When you look at all of these things together, I mean, just the possibilities for selective extinction are so endless, you know? <laughs> Uh, you know, all people who want to, you know, the here goes, there goes Georgia getting, getting their nails done and their tattoos done, you know? So, although I do have a friend who is very reasonable and intelligent who lives in the middle of it, but you know, I mean, who are all these people like advocating for reopening the country? Well, I, I, I look at the, I think I, I, I look at the arrogance and the ignorance of our society. I mean, just just how dare they tell us to yes. stay inside? How mm-hmm. and, and 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 as Cuomo stated to one of the reporters, well, there are people out there protesting. He said, "It isn't about me. It's a we thing. You yes. bring your shit, then we get sick." They've yes. shown them all kinds of charts and yes. tried to bring it as easy. True, it's hard on everybody. But you yeah. cannot say this is when I, Dave. You know when I was always talking about humanity. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is what humanity is. When you're thinking about your fellow man, you, these people keep talking about patriotism, and they keep talking about such bullshit, you know, right? But yeah, you show up in Minnesota with an AK-47. Can you imagine if a bunch of brothers decided that they were going to show up with some AK-47, <laughs> talking about yeah, patriotism? Yeah, they lock up all of them. We'd have. That'd be a war down there. They'd I was, was going to say, you, you think you think those brothers would live long enough to get arrested? <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I, I get what Eric is saying. You know, it's it's really crazy what what um, what people are doing. Oh, let's just open up. What were we at? Fifty-one thousand now. Yeah. 51, yeah, we are we are over fifty one thousand. Global global death toll is over two hundred thousand. But you know, it's it's just like the flu. Uh, it'll be gone by April. The heat is going to drive it off. Drink your bleach and uh, and and keep a civil tongue in your mouth. <laughs> I think. One of the- oh, David, allow me allow me to clear up some confusion. As always, the bleach is for the outside of your asshole, not for inside. <laughs> you are an asshole. I, I wish I could remember I wish I could remember oh, the name of the I, I can't remember the name of the comedian who came up with it, but my friend Sterling relayed a, a joke to me that the, the polite term is not uh, bleaching your asshole, it's it's changing your ringtone. <laughs> these these let's get reopen it assholes i had an experience this week where i had to unfriend somebody on the face place because this woman a person i've known for 20 years who i is a known anti-vaxxer and i just have steered clear of it you know because whatever and she posted this batshit thing about how the country needs to reopen and it's another, it's just the devil's work out of Bill 
him trying to get his evil vaccines into them and and i have children and i'm never gonna you know get back to you know her, never mind her children are completely grown at this point you know like they can make their own choices and i wouldn't be surprised if they're out there getting some fucking vaccines into them right now <laughs> so i mean it's not just like crazy right-wing right-wing white people in the middle of the country man this woman lives in santa monica yeah no there are the disinformation is everywhere i i spent a chunk of of the morning reading comments on a facebook thread from someone i know who's an anti-vaxxer and it's funny we we were talking about this on the show i think last week about how you know there are certain people that you just keep on your friend list on social media either a to remind yourself i'm not that bad or b so you can kind of keep tabs on on what the conspiracy fringe are are throwing around so it doesn't catch you off guard and you you know you know where it's coming from when you hear people you thought were sane uh saying stuff like that but i i've noticed that you know there there are more and more people who like they they come off as normal and then eventually they reveal themselves to be you know so batshit crazy well, hey, they, you they, wonder they, if they were born the on the floor on of a cave well you see the one on facebook where they said uh having them uh make making the people stay indoors is like slavery oh god <laughs> i said is that with or without the whip <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's it's a figurative whip now. Well, uh, and it's, it's there a yowza in there? Yes, put a yowza in there. Yes, sir. we used to do everything you say. God, I was like, wow, slavery, really? Wow. It's it is yeah. fascinating that the same folks who are carrying Confederate flags to their protests are, are comparing yeah. this to slavery, or yeah. that a lot of these you know crazy right wing quote unquote pro lifers are are condemning the the quarantine orders basically saying it's my body and you can't tell me what to do with it <laughs> like yeah, yeah that's pretty good how dare you tell good. me what i can do with my body yeah what well, tell me something uh, and i'll just to the to the ladies what is the fascination that men have these are men because remember all this abortion shit is coming through men there are women behind it but I'm, a lot of them are men what is the fascination with controlling the woman's body Ooh, 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 I have an answer. Let her, let her go, and I want to build, and then I will build on it. Excellent. Because the ultimate power is the ability to create life. It's the one thing that fucking men don't get to do. They get to help with it, but they don't build it from the ground up like women do. And it's incredibly intimidating for a gender that just is wants power wants control you know and these not not all men but the men who do right. this feel this way right. want power and control over women for that reason i i really believe it it's like it galls them yeah, yeah I, 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 go, ahead. go ahead yeah i think you well but but first i have to go back time and for for a moment because i disagree with you about the slavery comment because i find kellyanne conway to be a modern day harriet tubman <laughs> <laughs> wow let my people go i think Olive the, i think the closest hey. she's gotten to an underground railroad is taking the metro in dc that's 
and understand that Harriet Tubman carried a shotgun with her, so all brothers that tried to turn back, she said, "Over, oh, you'll be a dead some bitch if you do." So hey, <laughs> she would have shot your ass if you went back. <laughs> I mean, I have that screener still. I should probably watch it. <laughs> the Harriet movie. Yeah. Go on, you. Uh. So what are we going to say? But go on, Katie. Uh, uh, I don't know. The thing about, I mean, that is such a, that we should, you know what? Let's, you should do, David, you need to have, you need to have, let's be treasonable, the abortion episode. <laughs> <laughs> there there are some who would argue that every episode is an abortion in and of itself, but I, I don't listen to that. <laughs> well, because I didn't quite understand it for a long time, to be totally honest with you. I was raised very strict Catholic, so my understanding was that just abortion was wrong. And actually, the Catholic Church is somewhat um, consistent when it comes to, like, abortion is murder, euthanasia is murder, the death penalty is murder, it's all, you know what I mean? But but the but the reality is that it's it took me a long time to understand why Emerge, the, the women's you know, the organization that supports women candidates, they, no, I'm sorry, Emily's List, um, in order to be one of their people, you have to, you do be a woman, and you have to be pro-choice. And honestly, there's a part of me that was like, I don't quite understand that, because, you know, there's some issues, you know, sometimes it's a big tent, you know, blah, blah, blah. But but the thing is, I realized that it's not about a baby. It's not about it's 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 not about any of that. It's literally about a quality beginning and ending with sovereignty over our own bodies. It that is it. Yes. And it was uh, I think we maybe even talked about this on the podcast before, but it was interesting. It was that guy Chambliss who says the the egg in 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 a uh, in a um, lab doesn't count because it's talking about being pro pro pro-life and whether the 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 egg in a lab doesn't count because it's not inside a woman as far as destroying that egg and it's like oh okay um you need it needs to so really hurt it, woman in order <laughs> it needs to disadvantage it needs to disadvantage her economically mm-hmm. i mean once you, once you take away a woman's choice for any of that then it it completely disadvantages her and it's just about uh but these are the same people from the from the All south this. or whoever who are so big on this so-called anti you know they don't want abortions but what are you doing for the foster care okay when some of these kids you know i mean uh our our foster uh departments are overwhelmed dcfs you got people in the these homes, I mean, they don't, it's a, they're not taking care of these kids. It's not about the babies. It really isn't. It isn't about it isn't. life. It's about controlling the means of production, essentially, you know, and keeping women in their place mm-hmm. because they are perceived as a threat, just as the black man is perceived as a threat, just as so, any kind of other from the standard norm if you give them power, and that's, again, back to the ultimate power, like the ability to decide who gets born and who doesn't, that's the biggest one of all. So what's the religion play in it? The religion, because, you know, they always try to punish you with religion. If they have a back... Because uh, religion they, controls the masses. It's back, back to control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think the, the short answer and, to, to your question... And, and oh. males... 
gone male Katie? supremacy yeah yes male i i think that the short answer is is if you control their bodies then de facto you control their minds and there you go and and it all yeah. comes down to you know as katie was saying the the male supremacy uh, i'm reminded because we are in pandemic time so there has been a certain amount of binge watching going on and uh, here's well here's a question because i know a lot of people are talking about the uh the, the tiger king I, it's, I i have no desire to watch that i'm not going to but i do have a a list of a bunch of things that i haven't seen that that i've wanted to or shows that i want to catch up on and I find that I'm I'm going back to a lot of things that I've already seen. It's almost like the TV equivalent of comfort food. Uh, it it really is. But uh, I I was rewatching the uh, the BBC series Sherlock, the Sherlock Holmes series with Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, and Martin yeah. Freeman. Awesomeness. And there's there's the uh, episode at the end of the third season where it's set in Victorian times, uh, Holmes and Watson, like in their original setting. And without going into spoilers or recounting the whole episode, they're talking about, you know, fighting a war with an invisible army that is always at our side that we must lose. And it's this invisible army is it's women. And I think also equally, if not more relevant to today's times, you know, they're talking about the servants and and basically the people who now are deemed essential employees and the people that, uh, you know, just a waiter, just a bartender, you know, just guy works in the fry cook, you know, it's the, the people who are often dismissed and in particular women. Uh, involved in well, in that I mean, in that episode. I, yeah, it's true. They are dismissed, but I'm also distressed at the sort of heroification of these people when that doesn't come with PPE and funding and paychecks that can fucking amount to anything. You know, I think it's sort of disgusting how we're all like fetishizing them while they're being asked to like put their lives on the line and not really get paid much and not have a fucking mask, you know, that they don't have to reuse 20 times over. Like, fuck that. I just well, think uh, it's sort of morally repugnant. Well, one thing about the pandemic and what it has done, and I know you guys have noticed, it, is, it really has exposed the negative, uh, the different things of our society that have that have been there, you know, I don't even want to say under the surface because it's been there for yeah. years, whether it's the mistreatment, you know, uh, uh, gender oppression, whether it's, it's uh, equal opportunities, for whether it be for women or men or uh, people of color. All these things are being exposed and they're coming out and, and they're, they're, they're talking about it because you don't just say poverty. You want to say you, you definitely want to show the inequality. There's no damn way with those nurses on the line like that, that we don't have the shit to, to take care of them. This is who's keeping you. People are so worried about going to, to fucking work. Stay your ass at home and let and help the nurses. We got, I mean, because I've seen on television, we're doing an amazing job of what we got. You got people that are just, you know, becoming very innovative and putting things together that are beautiful. I mean, just so we, you know, did you hear about the guy who stopped wasting? They were, the farmers were wasting the food. They said, oh no, fuck that. Don't waste that. We'll come get it. They put together in no time to bring trucks and everything together. We have women that are making, who turn the sewing shops into making masks. 
So people are coming together, but God damn it, our government should have been there from the jump street yeah. to start. Well, you can, you, yeah. It's well, not about that, bringing this, or at least not this administration is not about bringing people together. It's about exclusion. Absolutely. And I think, Erica, what you know, you bring up a really important issue, and I think it's, it's that disgust of the heroification of these people without the accrual of what they deserve. I think that that's the catalyst. This is, you know, we, we talk a lot on the show, uh, especially, you know, since we started doing it in, in early 2017 after the last disaster of an election. And as we're coming up to the next one, you know, we've spent a lot of time on this show talking about the Bernie bros and this whole idea of, you know, revolution, but they don't actually want to take the action to foment revolution. But I think this is this is a prime example of how it is incremental, how it is gradual. It's, you know, it's, well, a, it's a shame yeah. that it took something like a pandemic to to really highlight what these people do every day and these people i'm saying the essential workers the the people who are still like going to work for shit wages through all this to make life better for everybody else and it's it's that and you know that blows up it puts the spotlight on them and then you know, we're all disgusted by why, you know, they aren't getting their due. And this is how change occurs. It's being vocal about this on this podcast before. And I'll say it again, you know, I mean, you got to remember what apocalypse means. It means the unveiling. And while I'm not going to put a shine on the illness and the loss of this pandemic. Katie and I have both lost people, dear people, to this illness, and that's very real. But if you're going to look for a bright side, you know, look at how this moment is pointing out every single fucking weakness in our society. And it's our hand, whether it's health care, whether it's uh, unions and workers' rights, you know, those poor motherfuckers in those meatpacking plants are screwed. How we deal with the elderly, how we deal with, you know, the people on the front lines are all more or less marginalized people, you know, women, people of color, you know, uh, the the poor, and the, the, the disease is also striking people of color more severely than others, you know? And so so the whole thing is like this opportunity for fucking growth and change, the way I see it. Well, I think recovery, I mean, if we look at it, uh, recovery is going to be, I mean, when we get Trump's ass out, and he's going to go. He's gone. He can cancel Christmas. He's over. They should get ready, and and they should start preparing the papers. Adam Schiff, I know is doing an investigation as as as, they, as we speak. They, I saw him the other night. They're going to do an investigation, and they're going to get all of them. Everybody who had a hand in. Doctor Burke can't keep, you know, she can't keep it up. I, poor soul, she can't keep it up. But they're going to. I I really believe this is going to be a great opportunity for Democrats to come in and start rebuilding this country infrastructure. Like you said, Erica, uh, you exposed our. We need to rebuild our medical uh, system to, yep. to where it's pristine, to where it shows that we are the superpower. Because they were told years ago that this shit would come 
and they did not pay attention. They need to definitely put that in, as well as, as we said, our schools protecting us from things like this and everybody getting on. Because this is not a, a this is not something that you just say. It's, an, it's not about Republican and Democrat. This is a humanity thing. This is about our people coming together, really uh, showing what this country is all about. If they can't get on with that, hey, then we're fucked. And, I, and the pandemic also offers, you know, other opportunities, economic ep- opportunities. You know, you get a f- fucking Biden in there with Elizabeth Warren as his veep. It's still my, my hope, uh, although it's getting slimmer all the time. And, you know, start with the fucking tens of thousands of people you'll need to employ to start contact tracing in order to get a real base up, you know, and go from there. You well, know, you know, the beauty of Elizabeth, the beauty wow. of Elizabeth, she will, she's going to watch the money mm-hmm. because, you know, they got rid of the inspector general. And so that's how those big banks were able to come in and take off that first amount of, of money that came through. I mean, somebody should have been watching. There's no damn way they should have been able to come in and just swipe up. That's why Shake Shack was like, oh, we're going to give it back. It's because you uh-huh. fuckers got caught. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, I don't know if, if you guys. Up. Oh my God, if Liz was right there, they wouldn't have got a dime. If you or listen how to about, how about this, Katie Porter for Treasury Secretary. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another bad yeah, ass. yeah, yeah. Oh, time another one. Harvard. Oh, our bad. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> <With> that money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I think yeah. USC were, like, tweeting out the size of their endowment. They're like, oh. I think USC is is. Uh, I read they they decided they're going to keep the the money that they got from from the grant, and you know just makes you really? wonder like, well you know when when they're not getting the payments from you know Lori Laughlin's kids, uh, <laughs> they got to do something for the money. Hard times for USC. I would be surprised if you know if USC makes it for much longer. I mean, even with their endowment, they've mishandled absolutely everything on every in every arena. It's shocking, in, including USC. a number of the students, apparently, uh, literally. But uh, you know, we're we're talking about Biden. I think that's a, a good time to segue. There's been a lot of talk this week. Well, there's building up, but it seems like the press is finally catching on uh, about Stacey Abrams making a, a serious bid for for VP. And you know, I, Erica, <laughs> I'm against it. I mean, I really am. I think there are people with a lot more experience than her. I think she's fan fucking tastic. I mean, it's nothing against her, but I, you know, I say she runs for fucking Kemp's job again, and this time gets to be a governor and works works up from there. You know, I I I, I think they're just far more qualified people for the job. You know, I I I, uh, I I like her. I like Kamala, and I do like uh, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, both of them. Sp- you know, will light you up. They can light up a room. They can mm-hmm. bring it. I and it it just shows that uh, Stacey Abrams should have been should have been the governor of, of Georgia. No kidding. Because Kemp's a dickhead. So you can see that. <laughs> and he's going to get killed. I mean, yeah. he he is going to lose his office yes. because he will get people killed. I mean, the fact that you didn't even let the mayors know what you were about to do. Now Cuomo. You see all this going on. All these other governors are on the same page, except for Las Vegas. But everybody else, 
they're all on uh, they're on page with their mayor, <laughs> you know. And uh, he said, you know, oh, I ain't got to call these black folks up. I'm not going to tell the mayors of, of, of different. And they said, hey, did you hear anything from Kemp? No, we didn't hear anything. And that goes to show you. And then yeah. Trump tries to play it off like, yeah, I told him don't do it. Yeah, but fuck you. You're lying. Sometimes I hear him. You just start laughing because, you know, dude, you are lying and you're a bad liar. Just stop. Shut up. That was one of the things after after he basically walked out and ended yesterday's uh, coronavirus press conference without any questions. Uh, I was watching because we were talking about this uh, before the show. I don't I don't watch the briefings anymore. I just catch the highlights on the news because it you know it does nothing positive uh except being able maybe to you know write jokes in live time but it's uh, you know what i can wait it's a pandemic we got time but uh so i was watching the cnn coverage of yeah the end of the press conference and then they go back to the newsroom and i think it is the first time i saw them just blatantly call the president out for lying they said well you know yeah he he claimed that the uh the bleach and sunlight thing was sarcasm which was clearly a lie and i'm like holy shit like you know i'm sure they've been doing this for a while but for me like shit just got real on cnn you yeah as the kids might say well it's been real it's been real for the last couple of weeks you know like if you read their chiron whoever their chiron writer is is just totally on the job and I think people really are calling him out, you know. And when and on MSNBC, they just fucking when he starts rolling on his toot about whatever it is, bleach or whatever, they cut away. They, you know, it's only when the doctors are really talking do they cover it. Well, so, Anderson, Anderson definitely just straight out. They're calling him a liar. He's lying. You know, they don't. I mean, Jake Tapper, liar. Um, who else? Uh, Bob, uh, Bob, Co- what's it, Costas? What's the Bob guy that, that for CNN? Yeah. No, no, Robert Bob- Costas. Bob Costas. Oh, yeah, Costa. Uh, oh, yeah, Costa, uh, Costa. Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta, there you go. And then uh, the other woman that was that was in there with him um, during one of the conferences and uh, press briefings, and she said, who told you that? You remember her? Katie, I think it's Katie, or Caitlin. Caitlin uh, a woman yeah, from Caitlin CBS. Yeah, oh, she, she's like, who told you that? That's not um, true. She, she's she's the one that she she just said this week that they moved her. That yes. was the one. That yeah. was they tried. The one where she said that they were like, "You move seats to a different seat." That was that was her. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. That she. You know, I I I realize that something there's something kind of interesting. Let's just step away from our absolutely blazing hate of this vile thing that is squatting <laughs> in our people's house. And just take a moment to think about this is the danger of having someone in that position who is an entertainer. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean that. I really do mean that because that sarcasm thing was exactly dead on. It was kind of like, listen, I'm not I'm not hating on um, Jon Stewart. And I actually loved The Daily Show. But I remember him in an interview. By the way, The Daily Show was extremely influential. It's where a lot of people got their politics and everything. And I remember someone saying, like, but you're, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm a comedian. So yeah. if people are getting their news from me, I'm joking. Yeah, I saw that. I remember he, that. He was saying, 
now, now again, and I'm not hating on John Stewart, but I am talking about the where the line is blurred, and Trump has definitely done this between yeah. politics and news and entertainment. Well, so it's know, kind of like when he says that. Yeah, Stewart was being disingenuous. Trump is being dangerous. You know, I really think there's a huge sure. difference. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, there's a big. I mean, of course, there's there's really no comparison. Yeah. But I was talking to my husband about the whole sarcasm thing, and my husband's kind of argument was, it, if it's let's just say it's actually true that he was being sarcastic. Of course, it isn't. But let's just right. say that almost makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like, what, like at a briefing. Now like, in front of a grieving nation. What, what a great time exactly. to work out some new material. Exactly, Erica. It's, it's appropriate. Yeah. Just working out some new material. No, no, exactly. dead and you're doing, you're going for sarcasm? Yeah. He's doing a tight, he's doing a tight 25 up there. Well, yeah. you know, he can't, it's, it's because he's president. He doesn't have the luxury of being able to do a tight 25 while, being spaced six feet away from other shoppers in the line at Vons, you know, it's yeah. talking yeah. about a but captive you know, people audience. Know yeah. what sarcasm is? I mean, you know, we we especially comics. Some of the most sarcastic people in the world are no. comedy. I mean, you so you you know, but you cannot <laughs> for for you trying to be. Well, I was being sarcastic. No, dude, you we saw who you were talking because Doctor Burke, <laughs> poor thing. She gets to sit. Can you imagine being in that back room having to suck up to that bullshit? Well, Jesus, that like for all the clips that I've seen online uh, being put to the music from Curb Your Enthusiasm, that that slow zoom on Doctor Burks was just crying out for it. My my friend said, my friend said, when the scarf becomes a noose. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. And I and then my and my name and then my name for her for her memoir was the jaunty noose. <laughs> <laughs> we were going back and forth on that one for a little while. There's yeah. but where's you know where's the line like because I understand the idea you know and it's been discussed w about so many people in this administration over the past four years, most of whom you know had tenures that were like maybe two or three Scaramucci's at the most, but the, the so on so-called, you know, quote unquote adults in the room. And, you know, where do you, you know, and I understand you got to keep your yap shut to a certain extent to appease his ego until it's your turn to talk. Right. But you know, one of the issues that's coming up a lot, and I think somewhat unfairly because if these people are the adults in the room, then of course they're not, you know, beyond condemnation if they're doing things wrong, but you know, tread lightly in context. Yeah. How do you, where do you draw that line? Like where, where is it being quiet so that you can st stick around to present truth? And when yeah. is it being complicit? I mean, I think everybody's going to have their own line in the sand. Uh, who knows where Doctor Burks is? But um, I mean, Fauci was it? Well, Fauci. Fauci, yeah, Fauci and and the, the CDC. I mean, they were quoted because he said, "Well, it's going to be gone in the summer." And and no, uh, Fauci stood up there and said, "No, dude, this will be around well into the fall. This is not just going to go away." And Trump's yeah. like, but it'll be, but it'll be, no, fucker, no. We've told you, and now his own people have told him, 
this was it. You got to go away. You're killing yourself. You keep talking about Biden being in the basement. Biden doesn't have to speak. He's going to kill himself. Yeah, he doesn't. Have, it's his elect, his election to lose at this point. I think you know. I mean, he just all he has to do is show up and be halfway decent, and people will vote for him. You know. I think that I think that Fauci is doing. I, I've had I've seen people on Twitter trashing Burks, and I've seen people on Twitter um, trashing Fauci, meaning saying that they're actually in Trump's pocket or whatever. And I've seen it I've seen it about both of them. But to mm-hmm. tell you the truth, I don't I don't know, but I don't think either of them are. I think that that Burks is a little bit of a um what's that word when you're like a kind Suck of a, up. Con, con, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I don't think she is. I like when you like it's a it's a trait that that that's typically assigned to women where you keep on kind of giving more and more like giving I I Codependent? She's she's too. Uh, uh, forget it. But the, but the thing is, I I don't. The, the last time she was making she was making remarks about how trying to explain what he was saying. Remember about the the bleach stuff? Like, oh well, he was just. It was information that he had gotten, and he was just trying to work right. it out. Yeah. Um, See, you know, and that's that's the it's thing like, for me. Is yeah. it's it's one thing to you know do the press conferences and sit there silently when he says it and then try and present facts if you get a shot at the mic, but it's going above and beyond to go do an interview on Fox News and try and justify and explain away. You know, I mean, like when I first saw the headlines about him claiming it was sarcasm, my first thought was Pee Wee Herman hitting a curb and taking a spill on the lawn getting up going i meant to do that it's like no yeah no and no one's buying the the coverage there's this everything is on a divide right now right the people the country is divided and because this is a medical pandemic the all the stuff that belongs to the libs which is like science and reason (laughs) and truth and all these things are badly badly needed these are the things that are called for and personal sacrifice you know the whole notion of like i stay home and i wear a mask to protect others and it goes flies directly in the face of the conservative right-wing class whose only mission in life is to own the libs. So they want to start denying the facts around a medical pandemic, a viral pandemic, because they think it's owning the libs and it's going to get them fucking killed, which I'm... Yeah, Erica, this is a a hell of a time for us to be in a culture war. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and if if it comes down to it, who are, who are you going to vote for? Is it the guy who says, I don't know, maybe figure out a way to get disinfectants and sunlight inside bodies? Or is it the guy yeah. who says, I can't believe I have to say this, but please don't so, drink bleach, yeah. <laughs> which well, is a well, literal tweet from Joe Biden this week. <laughs> did you hear Pelosi when she when they kept saying, you know, they said, well, you know, you, the, they want the governors to go out and, and find these companies. And she came out and said, privatization privatization that's what they're pushing they're pushing privatization when he should have stepped forward well we're going to be in the background if they need something we'll do it well when the you know he got pissed off at uh i think it was maryland 
that ordered the uh, oh yeah the, the guy who, mask came from South Korea yeah yeah and he's like well he should have just came to us he must didn't understand what I was trying to help him with like right. and then the story of them diverting medical supplies so that they can be rerouted through a private supplier stealing states medical supplies yeah. states smuggling their shit in that they've ordered so the feds don't take them so that they can turn a profit they get their friends to turn a profit on this I mean. The whole thing is so fucking nuts. And this is goes back to the whole idea of the apocalypse, like the great unveiling. Like we're really seeing what these people are capable of. And now it's everybody's lives at stake. It's not just, you know, blue staters. They're trying to make it a blue state, red state thing. Uh, that has backfired as well. Because once again, you know, Cuomo's like, hey, man, we are paying Red states out of yes. our taxes. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that? Yeah, great? that was great. Oh so, my god! Well, and he, told, it, so, he told he told Mitch McConnell, "What? Oh, you want us to file bankruptcy, motherfucker? You will oh, go yeah. down." Yeah, L- let's do it. It's such shit. Oh my god! You know all of the things that we we were talking a, a, a bit ago about all the things that this pandemic is really revealing, like the inequity in society and all that thing. But but and I know and and we're going to have to actually go through them one by one once we get competent leadership and just kind of address all these things. But the one to me that stands out the most, just because it's just duh, is healthcare being in any way tied to your employment. Yeah, I mean I I mean it's almost it's almost like duh, so <laughs> because duh. now you're literally in a pandemic where people can't work. Yeah. And right. people are sick and they don't have health care because they are not working. It's insanity. And it well, is insanity. It also goes to the whole socialism thing that everyone did not want to. And what are we doing? What is it? Where do you see how, how many how many billions do we have to have? To run this, and we're gonna get another one because another one's got to come through. We don't want no socialism. You just like with Cuomo telling right now, you do socialism for the rich. What's the fucking problem? Oh, they don't want you to expose that. They don't want you to, but that's what's coming out, and that's what this pandemic is doing. It is showing the hypocrisy of all of the things that they kept saying that they don't want. It is what is going on right here in our country, right smack dab in your face. We need each other. Hey, fucker, understand what we need. So hey, you can just like when they say, well, you know, he can't take a knee. But oh, but you motherfuckers can protest with AK-47s in your hand right? and, and storm the Capitol. But you have one brother with an afro and a football uniform taking a knee. <laughs> so where's where where this, this shit? At? I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, that, this is just so nuts. But we going to and a hey, Nancy and, and Schumer. Hey, they've been taking it to Mitch because you know what, Mitch? Your people need a hey, Florida needs Georgia. Oh my God! And well, you know Mississippi hasn't got it, but all those little those little red states need the blue states to help their ass so they can get where they need. So you might as well get ready. All yeah, the it's... things you're describing are about control and supremacy, and that even brings us back to the abortion thing. And like, I'm just going to touch on it very, very quickly before we move on. But it's uh, it's about control and supremacy because those people, like like socialism for the rich, right? They don't give a fuck if their girlfriend has a has an abortion. I, they do not give a fuck. No, nope. no. They get it. They buy their girlfriend's abortions. 
as they, I mean, it's all of it is I'm doing, they do one thing with one hand and another with the other. And Trump is the greatest example of that. You know, the way he's like up there and his administration is talking about social distancing. And meanwhile, did you see he's got, you know, reporters in the Oval and he's saying, take off your mask, honey, before you ask the question. We don't need to, you, you trust that guy next to you. He looks like a nice guy. You know, you can take <laughs> off your mask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, he said he wasn't yeah. going to wear a mask. He said, I, yeah, yeah, you should wear a mask. I'm not going to wear one. I, well, I personally don't want to wear a mask. Yeah. Because, well, you know, it's, it's, I really think. I don't know what the 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 thing could be that would save his candidacy at this point, because we're not going to pull out of this economic spiral. We're not going to pull out of this pandemic by election. You know, it will still be it may have changed a little bit, but it will still very much be with us. And I don't see how he can possibly win, especially well, after what happened in Wisconsin, you know, which I'm sure you guys talked about. Well, we talked about that, but Wisconsin was back in the news this week because I think there were uh, seven new cases of of coronavirus that were directly tied to Election Day and going out and voting in public. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's something that we've talked about, but it's it's still completely relevant. All of this, it all comes into play together. But I think the 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 two ways that he can win are number one you know if you just look at what's happening on the left and as as i think everybody on the show has mentioned so far it's it's the whole republican tactic of finger pointing and trying to distract and like let's move the issue away from republican incompetence and our decades and centuries long campaign to cover up our corruption that we have profited from but i think it's also you know as i was mentioning earlier you know the the quote-unquote bernie bros and the folks who are so ultra left and and so privileged in that that they refuse to recognize the reality that our electoral system is binary there are You can have whatever write-ins, you can have whatever third-party candidates. It's nice. They're they're parsley. They're the kale on the salad bar before people decided to start eating garnish. It's <laughs> it's it's something that's lovely on the side, but when it comes down to it, there are two options for the main course. And if you're not supporting one, you are giving support to the other. And talking about things coming full circle, you know, a lot of those folks that I see on, you know, my Facebook pages and the the ones that like, you know, I keep them around because I want to know what the fringe is talking about. They're yeah. the anti-vaxxers. Some of them are, are flat earthers or if not straight up flat earthers, at least saying, hey, we should at least hear them out. Um, so, yeah, basically, you know, they're... Uh, what was the line from Blazing Saddles? Regular people, salt of the earth, you know, morons. Um, and I think that that is much like in 2016. That is the biggest potential hurdle for a Biden victory. Or, you know, if for whatever reason, because we haven't had a convention yet, he is the presumptive nominee. But that, I think, is the biggest challenge 
to well, he's scared a Democrat of the mail-in winning. ballots. He's scared of the the mail-in ballots, but they don't understand. You know, two thirds of what is it, Florida? Two thirds of Florida does mail-in ballots. I mean, he even mailed it's in. It's going to be really interesting when the election comes around. I mean, I think the Florida is probably a lot more purple than they're guessing at this point. Well, yeah, but that's just the coronavirus. <laughs> maybe the bath David, salts. I, I understand your concern, but I do, but and I and I do hear these crazy going on about these these leftist crazies. But the bottom line is, they do not hate Biden the way they hated Hillary. I yeah. I agree with that definitely. Well, well, but even Obama, sorry to say, you know, you know, we can get behind a white daddy. I mean, you know, sad to say, that's what I think that is. And if that's what it takes, if white daddy is what it takes, so fucking be it. Let us get this toad out of the office and, you know, and hope that Biden picks somebody worthy as his running mate. Somebody who can really fucking do something, create policy, and pick up the reins when he fucking tags in the middle of his first term. Now, as far as that goes, I believe that's Elizabeth or Kamala. If you're going to pick a woman, okay? Because one thing's for sure, they're fireballs. You've seen them in the debates. You've seen the fire and the connection. They're going to, and they're going to also, they're going to, they're going to hold Trump's feet to the fire once he's out of there. They're going to put, they're going to put, go ahead. More importantly, you know, and why I'm so more enthusiastic about Elizabeth Warren, even though I love Kamala Harris, is because it's going to take a fuck ton of policy and legislation in order to fix what's broken in this country. And Elizabeth Warren is the only one that really has shown her ability to, like, focus on a problem and figure out a, a solution for it. You know, well, Kamala's then, a badass and she can hold people to the fire and all of that. But, you know, I don't think she has well, the policy. Corporate America is afraid of uh, uh, Elizabeth because, I mean, I, like, I'm with you. I oh, yeah, they Elizabeth. are. They don't want her. Remember, she was over the program that Obama put together. Uh, what was it? The, the Consumer uh, Protection Bureau. What? Protection yeah. Bureau, which they got rid of. They did. And uh, they, de- you know, because they didn't like the regulations. And, and if you notice, every time they deregulate, we have financial problems. Robert Reich talked about that, that every time that they, we deregulate, here it comes. We're going to have financial. And so, so here comes the Democrats. They come in and place the regulations because we have to stop the bleeding, you know, and we have to start putting things back together. So we've got a, we're going to have an economic problem that we're going to have to rebuild, but we're also going to have to rebuild medical and you uh, and you know other other parts of our infrastructure and place laws. And I will say that Elizabeth, when it comes to that and putting those things in play, she's the she's, girl for it. She is the I, person for it. I I I want to jump in about the veep stakes. Um, I love Elizabeth Warren. I really do think that she's one of our greatest policymakers, legislators, policymakers that we've seen in in decades, decades. Mm-hmm. Do I think that she's the best VP candidate? No. Well, who knows? Well, then I that goes don't. back. Who do you think? Who, who's your pick? Why she lost the election? It's electability. 
It's the same. Yeah, that is what I'm saying. That is what yeah. I'm saying. But such a such a big part of the VP is what this is what we've been saying, right? And then everyone else is saying it. Who's going to add something to the ticket? Listen, those Bernie people already trashed her ass. Is she going to like what? What does she? I'm I'm just curious what she adds to the ticket. P.S. I don't care because I love her. I think that she's going to be amazing. I think she needs to be in a position of power in this government. All of that. All of it. I think that, well, I'm K-Hive, so I'm all in for Kamala. But I also disagree with people who say that Stacey Abrams, like, isn't ready or it's not her time or whatever. I, I disagree. I think that she would be amazing on the ticket. And then also she is, like, a brilliant strategist. And I know that she hasn't had federal office, but she has been killing it in state statewide office and i think another thing is that one of the one of the big issues that we've been talking about for the last four years is election security and protecting the vote and she has done a lot for that uh and i think you know bringing that back into federal government in a vp slot it makes a lot of sense. It you well, know. she's a blue collar girl. I mean, she she knows what it's like. Her family from where she's from, she's like a Joe Biden worked her way up, and she's you know worked her way up and everything. So uh, and and like you said, in local uh, law and everything. And and I, I thought for sure she should have won Georgia. That's why she called the the governor out. She called Kemp out on everything, and she would not she would not give in. And uh, she just said, screw it. I'm gone. But I'm not I'm not saying you won. I don't think you won. She still didn't believe that he won. Right. She, She's right. Yeah, it was like Obi-Wan Kenobi her. at the end of the first Star Wars. You can defeat me, but I will be more powerful. You know. Right. I, you know I'm happy with any of those women and in the VP slot. Extremely happy with any. But the one to me, in my view, who adds the least to the ticket just to the ticket is Elizabeth Warren. P.S. She's actually, in a w- in a lot of ways, the best of an- anyone. I mean, I voted for her. I think that she was the best. But I mean, I'm just talking about the ticket. Uh, See, I Eric's, would, I Eric's would getting mad at me. No, well, I would See, disagree I, with that, and that I think. Listen, I'm not mad, but I, I want to just say, like, okay, but the ticket is Biden. I mean. He was so overwhelmingly nominated, you know, and that was in part thanks to the black vote, thanks to, you know, college educated white women across the Midwest, all of that. I think that the argument that it has to be a person of color is 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 sacrificing electability to strategy in terms of once he's in office. I just think it's going to take a lot of heavy lifting in that first year. And it's going to take a crazy ass multitasker and a can doer. And I, and, and Stacey Abrams is brilliant. I think that she could, if she were put in charge of elections or, or, you know, again, Katie Porter, you know, put her in charge of the Treasury. Kamala Harris, let's have her as Attorney General, as long as we can safely vacate those House and Senate seats, you know, I mean, which is also a problem with Warren, is like, then what happens right. to her Senate seat? But, you know, I, I just think it's like, you, it's got to be all hands on deck. Like, we are voting blue no matter who, and we are going to strategically place 
those people we think is and, th- and that's the other thing that I think Biden needs to do just in terms of campaign strategy right now is like he really needs to get his fucking cabinet together and have it just be a cabinet of all stars and start showing us what a Biden presidency is going to look like. And that's the best way that he can signal that. And I wish he would pick it up a little bit. I think the veep stakes are kind of irrelevant because yeah, then you've, you've, the got, other, you've got yeah. like this is the secretary of this this is the secretary of that and this is the vice president i mean it's kind of like then it's not all or nothing then it's not yeah, you get a policy exactly. wonk like elizabeth or you'd get not nothing right well it's, i i agree the i was going to say earlier katie to, to address your point i i think the worst choice for a vp just of those who i've seen you know talked about would be amy klobuchar and oh, you know and i like course. her through throughout the campaign when she was still in it yeah i was calling her the dark horse i was saying if she could like maintain funding i could see her going all the way i remember you apologized to me i (laughs) it's you know it's in the past bygones are we good we're good now um but you know i i think she she would be like the the tim kane you know (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah. I love Amy Klobuchar, but she would be absolute worst. The absolute worst. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Terrible. So, um, yeah. Especially with it being such an, uh, you know, such an emotion. You know, people put in their vote. There's a, a lot of emotion in your in your vote. You know, yeah. a lot of uh, people vote emotionally, and so they have to. There's something that has to be in uh, what they bring and how people speak and what you know how they, uh, like you said whether it's those three that we've brought up, Stacey Abrams or Kamala, uh, they they really play into your emotions of how you believe. And they're also very talented women. All of them. Yeah. They're very smart. And, yeah. hey, I, I still say, you know, a lot of men need to get ready. When I think, I you mean, know, they, any... They, they need to get ready because women are getting... They're coming into... We got, we've had so many women in politics... You're eventually going to get a female president. The VP is the start. You could have had one. VP is going to start, and then you're going to get one. This guy, know, this from, guys need to get over it. From, Are you guys watching Mrs. America at all? I I have no, not. No, I it's, saw that Phyllis Schlafly thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, good? It's it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. But you know, you just you know brings you. We say, oh, woman president. You know, we don't even have the fucking ERA. Right. You know, this country is so backwards at this point. There's just so much shit that needs to get put right at this point. It's crazy. Well, that, you know? well, and you know what? And that's where, like I said, with the pandemic, it opens up. It makes you look at history. It makes you look at what it took just to get to certain things. We had to. I mean, women when it came to World War II. Guess what? They were in the factories. They were working. They had to fight to vote. We had to fight just to get shit to eight hours, to where you work eight-hour yeah. days instead of... So all the work is done. It's like they're rolling back the clock, and we should have been we should have been moving forward. We're, we're running into these particular problems that our parents fixed. Those well, we, we thought, thought they fixed them, they yeah. Fixed. yeah. You know, and you that's, know, that goes back to the anti-vaxxers also. It's like, you know, hey, you know, why do we have measles outbreaks? So, you know, it's... it's, it's I, actually, I, I actually dated a girl who had... The idea is, is basically what you're talking about, you know, this regression Wait, towards something that was. Erica? And the way it's hold hold yeah. on. No, can you start oh. again just because you were getting drowned out by the sirens? Oh. 
I was just saying Don't like, worry about what it, we're, you're describing is, you know, how Trump is ruling by it's called Sado populism, where you keep reflecting to a former time. It's not make America great. It's make America great again. And his whole presidency, there's been no policy because there is no future in Sado populism. It's about turning things backwards and then people getting pissed that they're being left out, that things are, you know, the way they were in the 50s or whatever, and the othering of people. You know, it's just, you know. Yeah, anytime someone that comes in and starts using the fear tactic and saying, like, they're losing something. I have a friend of mine that told me, well, Obama didn't do shit for me. Motherfucker, what are you talking about for you? (laughs) This isn't about you. It's about everybody. Why are you trying to make it? And he was a white dude sitting there going, I said, hey, you quit your job because you thought you were going to go into real estate and the real estate market went into the toilet. I kept my job. Don't blame Obama for your problems. Obama was handed a pile of shit. I do think Biden could just bring back that fucking campaign slogan from the 1980s. You know, are you better off now than you were four years ago? Yeah. It's a really good question to ask. Right. Whereas I think, you know, Trump Pence should change their campaign slogan to the first four years we were just being sarcastic. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, on on that note, I think that is a good time to uh call it a show for the week. But I want to thank you guys for being here to do it. Erica Schickel, always a pleasure. Always fun to catch up. Anything going on online uh, where people can check you out, or if you want them to follow you anywhere? I'm just I'm just down in the hole right now working, but I'll keep you posted. Right on. Well, thank you for being here with us today. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to the next time already. How cheesy Amen. does that sound? <laughs> yeah, let's do it in person soon. Uh, thanks for being here, Katie Massa Kennedy. Again, always wonderful to have you. Uh, Anything going on in the worlds of comedy that uh, you want people to be checking out online? Um, no, but I did remember um, that I wanted to say that Michelle Bachman said that uh, voting it would it would seem that voting for Biden would be like voting for more Obama, and I'm like, oh, girl, don't threaten me. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, who who was it uh, that that was saying they, if you vote for the Democrat, there's going to be taco trucks on every corner? Oh, <laughs> was who that, was that? Was that Trump? Was that no, back in 2016? I don't it, think it so. I don't, like, know. I don't know who said it. But yeah, it's like that. people there. There were conservatives saying that. Like everyone in LA was like, and that's a bad thing because like what? And then yeah. everybody everybody's missing the taco trucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would yeah. run towards a taco truck. Yeah. Good old days. Uh, yeah. Well, Katie, thank you for being here, and uh, mm-hmm. thank you for reminding us of the wisdom of Michelle Bachman. As <laughs> rare as it may be, like a truffle, we enjoy it. Mr. Time and Ship, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Where can people catch up with you on the interwebs these days? Uh, uh, time and Ship at Facebook, Time and Ship at Instagram, Time and Ship at... Um is there any others? Facebook? Uh, Twitter. I'm even on Twitter. And uh, you can pick up my book, My East St. Louis, on Amazon.com, as well as my my CD, comedy CD, Universal Brother, is on iTunes and uh, Spotify. Right on. Well, thank you so much. 
definitely everyone check that out. I am Dr. David Robinson. You can follow me on the Facebook, uh, Dr. David Robinson. On the Twitter, I am at Stand Up Fall Down. And I do have an Instagram account, but I like I don't I couldn't even tell you what name. I think it's Stand Up Fall Down. Who knows? We'll find out. We'll be back with that and so much more next week. I do want to thank you for listening. If you like the show, please tell everyone you know, rate and review us on the platform where you're listening to us and even on a few where you're not. That's cool with us. If you didn't like the show, well, keep it to yourself. Thanks for sticking around. Either way, we're on the socials. Let's be treasonable all spelled out on the Facebook and on Twitter. We are at L E T S B T R E A S O N A B L. We take off the ease and pass the savings on to you, the listener again. Thanks for listening. We will be back with more next week. Hopefully you will too. Until then. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.